I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. India is giving itself a pat on the back with the recently released Tiger Census report of 2022. The report indicates that the big cat count in the country has risen to an estimated 3,167 tigers, with India now becoming home to 70% of the world's total tiger population. In fact, the government is feeling so confident about the rising tiger count that it's even planning to send some tigers to Cambodia, where the animal has now gone extinct. But Before getting too optimistic, perhaps we should look at the wider picture. Now, the release of the fresh census also coincided with the 50th anniversary of Project Tiger, which is the tiger conservation program that was launched in 1973 to address the alarming decline of India's tiger population. At the turn of the 19th century, it was estimated that around 40,000 to 50,000 tigers roamed the Indian subcontinent. But by the time Project Tiger was launched, India's national animal was almost on the brink of extinction, thanks to indiscriminate poaching and trophy hunting activities. When the first round of monitoring was done in 2006, officially there were about 1,411 tigers left in India. By 2018, their number rose to 2,967, almost a 210 percent jump. It seemed like decent progress. However, experts had been divided on what is the accurate way to count tigers, owing to discrepancies in the outcome of different methods. Some, like the DNA fingerprinting technique, for instance, showed a higher count over other techniques like camera trappings. But government officials believe that tiger conservation work in India is certainly becoming a success story, because, well, for one, the budget allocation towards tiger conservation has increased over time, and two. The number of tiger reserves have gone up from nine to fifty-three, but take this good news with a pinch of salt, because it's not just the tiger count that matters, but also the state of the habitats. An article in Nature Journal, for instance, points out that tigers are becoming isolated in small reserves. Most of the Indian reserves are small, averaging less than fifteen hundred square kilometers. But consider this: an average male tiger requires a territory expanding over fifty to hundred square kilometers. Secondly, developmental projects are coming at the cost of conservation work. You know, back in school, we had all studied about how forest corridors are important for the movement of tigers, which in turn is essential for maintaining genetic diversity. But the problem is that tiger conservation work mostly revolves around tiger reserves, national parks, etc., which are all protected areas, while forest corridors are actually largely unprotected areas. That means that development work often ends up fragmenting forest corridors and also enabling human-animal conflict. And the thing is, even government reports, including the new census report, raise concerns around the same issues. So clearly, conservation work needs to go beyond just numbers now. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday. From the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hi, I'm Shorbury, and this is the deep dive for 11th April 2023. Global trade seems to be witnessing a de-dollarization trend. 
Many countries, including India, are actually trying to reduce their dependence on the US dollar and looking for alternate currencies. Why is that happening? Is the dollar losing its weight? Let's dive into it. Soon after Russia invaded Ukraine, the US and its Western allies imposed economic sanctions on Russia. It also froze its dollar assets stashed in banks abroad. Now, those sanctions impacted Russia's trade with other nations. But some countries, including India and China, however, started buying more oil from Russia as it was selling crude oil at a much cheaper price than the rest of the producers. And oil guzzlers like India and China jumped at the opportunity. Now, oil is invoiced in the US dollar the world over. It's a legacy of a 1973 agreement between the US and Saudi Arabia, where the latter agreed to sell oil only in the US currency. And the Gulf nation would invest the money in the US economy. More about it in some other episode, but let us come back to India. Over the past one year, India's trade with Russia skyrocketed. It tripled in 2022 from the levels in 2021. In the 12 months to March 2023, it had risen to about $40 billion and most of it because of India's oil purchases. Russia also became India's biggest oil supplier within a matter of months. But India didn't want to get on the wrong side of the US by trading with Russia and dollars. So the RBI put in place a mechanism for exporters and importers to settle in Indian rupees. But that did not take off very well as the trade was used to invoicing in dollars. The solution then was to trade in a reliable third country currency. And now the India-Russia trade is largely being routed through Dubai and in UAE's currency, which is the dirham. India, which has a free trade agreement in the UAE, is also in talks to ease currency arrangements with that country. And UAE Ambassador Abdul Nasser Al-Shali recently also revealed that technical conversations are taking place about the possibility of a rupee dirham arrangement for trade without the need for a third currency in the mix. But India is not the only country avoiding the US dollar. China has also really scaled up its trade with Russia and is now settling imports and exports in yuan. So much so that the Chinese yuan has even replaced the US dollar as Russia's biggest foreign currency holding. In fact, Russians can even open yuan savings accounts in local banks. And in any case, Saudi Arabia is also not too keen to continue billing its clients in the US dollar. For the first time in nearly half a century, the kingdom has begun accepting currencies other than the US dollar for oil. And that is a big blow to the US currency, which draws its strength from being the reserve currency of the world. And let me also tell you that the US dollar accounts for 60% of the foreign currency reserves of the world. Since much of global trade is also conducted in the US dollar, it also imparts great strength to the US economy and flexibility to its economic policymakers. And you know, the thing is, oil is the most traded commodity in the world. If oil is not sold and bought in exchange for the dollar, you can imagine what the consequences are for the superpower. In fact, China actually has been playing a bigger role in global politics at this juncture. For instance, it has helped warm the frosty relations between Saudi Arabia and Iran. By mediating an agreement between the two, it helped release tensions in West Asia and also reduce the US's influence in the region. And that is exactly what Russia, Saudi Arabia, Iran, and particularly China are trying to do. Curb the US's power. And de-dollarization is a critical element of this geopolitical game. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 
We'd also love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. This episode was written, researched and produced by me, Shorburi and Akshaya. Edited by Dinesh Narayanan. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are thesignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.